Hey, this is great. I'm glad you found us. Welcome to the conversation. This is the Wags and Fresh Podcast. Well, the loveliest thing that I ever did see was a young man dreaming of what he could be. So, are we really practicing what we preach? That is the question for us, but I think for all of us um, that, that are out there because we all probably say things that we believe in, but then when the rubber meets the road, sometimes where are we really doing what we say we want to be doing? Um, and part of that is is kind of why we're recording this today on a Tuesday, even though we recorded on Saturday, and yet we don't really want to publish that episode from Saturday. And uh, so um, I'll let you kind of talk a little bit, and then we'll kind of go back so and forth So what that. just came to the surface just now is... When you were saying, do we practice what we preach? One great way to see if you're doing that is to take the P off and see the reach you're having with it. Sure. Right? Because if you're not having reach and you're not changing people, then you're either just talking or you're somebody nobody wants to follow. Right. So what's the deal? And I, and I think that the one of the things that came out of this, when we recorded it and then we maybe didn't like everything we did, um, we've always just published everything. Right. We, yeah, we've yeah. never really, I mean, sure, we've made some edits here or there, but, we, but it's usually multiple recordings at the same time that we edit together. But, or it's mostly stream of consciousness stuff that we just mm-hmm. record, we just publish. Um, but part of what we preach, I think, is, you know, are we doing the best we can or are we showing the best version of ourselves did we get the most out of it? And then maybe the experience we had on, on last Saturday that you know ultimately got to us recording what we recorded was part of what we have to practice is giving some time to things so we can actually absorb them versus what we did, which is what have this experience and then want to talk about it like instantaneously. Right. Yeah. Which I, and I think we both have taken more away from that since then than even in the moment that we were all excited about the experience that we had, right? Yeah, we tried to unpackage it and preach about it so fast that you know we didn't even. We were just so caught up in the excitement of I don't even know why. I mean, who would get that excited about just stopping and talking to somebody for an hour that you'd go out of your mind and just want to get on a soapbox about it? So we, we might actually <laughs> just was... need to publish that episode as part two of this episode, yeah, just so people can be like, yeah, I understand why they recorded another episode. Um, you know, we met a, a woman on the boardwalk. We decided to take a walk on, on a Saturday morning. It was kind of cold, but it was sunny. Look, it was a beautiful day. So we started taking a walk on um, the boardwalk on Saturday. Um, we, we think we, we were planning to record something, but we didn't really have a firm idea what the topic was going to be. Ran into a woman, um, you know, and it was a great experience. We spent an hour with her talking. Her name was Betsy. Um, went into all kinds of things that we'll find out we're family of family and that, you know, the business, the history of her business and her family's business and her father and, you know, bike riding and her needing mm-hmm. to, to, um, learn, um, get some advice from you on, on her properly riding her bike with her, her back issues. And so, um, it, we kind of left super excited in a way and we hit record and we talked for 20 minutes and kind of left the experience a little, um, Excited, but at the same time, maybe we weren't sure why we were excited. Right, or just to look back and say, 
you know, because we were trying so hard to find something to say, mm -hmm. it's almost like, did we mean any of that? Is that, or <laughs> right. we just, were we just filling air? <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And then, and then this, this idea of practicing what we preach kind of started to come up in a variety of conversations that we had separately. Um, one of those was actually somebody who, who does listen to the podcast on a regular basis, sort of sending me a message, um, you know, kind of reminding uh, me of that. And, they have not heard this episode yet, so they didn't even know what we were, what was going on with all of this. And it made me realize maybe part part of what we preach is to to do a better job and be thought more thoughtful, give some space, and be patient. And all of those words that we use that at times become, you know, almost like they sound like buzzwords, but they really do mean something. Right. It's almost like don't don't say what you think. Explain what you do. Right. There, exactly. Exactly. Wouldn't that be a nice And the funny thing was, is yeah. we were talking about that that day about, you know, wanting to, you know, use the platform or, or other ideas that we have uh, of this um, to to start to show action versus words. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think deciding to re-record this um, is, is really part of that practicing what we pre preach, um, including, you know, uh, making sure that. Uh, we're not only being thoughtful. I mean, one of the things that came out for you was was relationships, right? And, and yeah, that, the, that only relationships, came about through, through time. Yeah. Her, just her pride in her family and in her right. father, and in uh, the characteristics of her father that she, you know, thought was admirable and made him special, and and their family story. And then the relationship part that came out with me actually had started before with you, and is taking me in a different direction right now because. You know, if we're talking about practicing what you preach, you know, there's the global version of that, mm -hmm. and then there's the individual impact version. And you were talking about how you were individually reaching out to an individual person to have a positive impact, not this, and not, I'm not downplaying the next thing I'm going to say, but not a vague cultural positivity that you bring to a room, sure. but bringing that positivity into somebody's life. Right. So when we're talking about practicing what you preach, we're also talking about a heart-to-heart -heart level, which actually came up today uh, at my office the other day. Um, somebody was saying that there was a teacher and there was a kid and they were hugging and she told the kid they were going to hug for four minutes and you know how long that you know, starts to yeah. feel around the minute mark. <laughs> yeah, and he true. was like, why? And she goes, because I want our hearts to talk. You right. Know, so. right. And another part to this is just how a part of one of the things that I've been trying to do and I think I've gotten away from because of some of the stresses and the anxieties that I've had uh, surrounding work um, the last few months is, is I've gotten away from trying to be better and I think that those individual communications uh, were me trying to tap back into this but um, uh, being more thoughtful, being more present for the people that, um, that need me there. Right. Uh, not everybody on my team needs me in that way. Um, or even wants me in that way, to be honest with you. Not everybody wants to hear what my thoughts are about, uh, how they should or should not be, uh, tackling their life, you mm -hmm. know, uh, others on the team uh, do. And for me to try to be, um, somewhat of a mentor to, to those people, um, has kind of gone on the sidelines and over the last few weeks as I've sort of started to champion a bigger global cause that was sort of the big first intent um, that has now gone back to being, okay, well, I've, I've made my peace or at least I've made my case with um, 
the, the organization as it relates to this global um, intent. But now how can I really apply that on an individual basis for the people that need it or desire it mm -hmm. um, or will be receptive to it? Because, because the ultimate test of practicing what you preach is, are you available at the most inconvenient time for somebody who can offer you nothing to provide them with what they need with what you have? Right. That's, right. you know, when you get down to that level, then you're really, you're really, you know, running it at a different at a different speed. And I think even some of the things that we, we've done this week, even since Saturday, um, have <clears throat> also been a little bit of practicing what we preach as far as trying to, to improve ourselves. And even though it does at times feel like, oh, I've had this conversation with myself or with you and, and vice versa before, it was nice to loop in you know a friend of ours, Dan, into the conversation to say, hey, how can we all help one another? What are, what are the things that... Um, we want to be working on. And even though you kind of, I think, came with a, a different idea or concept in mind initially <clears throat> when we first started the conversation, I think you were receptive enough to, well, what is, what am I and Dan, what are we really able to, to, to take on right now, mm -hmm. right? And then from there it goes, okay, well, we're, we're able to take away, and you know, we both, all of us, three of us left with two things we're gonna work on, which might lead us to next month doing a totally different list of things that we want to work on uh, that might get us to that place where what you had initially started the conversation as we're more receptive to it then because mm -hmm. we're in a place where we're all helping one another, um, not just in an accountability perspective, but also um, the encouragement. But it is and, a key component to practice what you preach because there was is. an instant change in instantly the instant change from yeah. the next day, you know, even that a, day and, and, and through to today, you know, it's two days of, you know, not just making decisions because it's something you've been talking about with yourself, but um, I think it's also whatever your motivation is. Um, but there is, for whatever reason, whether it's that we don't like ourselves or something, and we're not <laughs> good enough of a reason, but um, not wanting to disappoint somebody else or know somebody else is sacrificing, um, you don't want to let them down and feel like it's okay to let themselves down. So for whatever weird reasons that human beings work, it works. A lot of times it is ego too. It's like, oh, I... You start having success yeah, yeah, with something, yeah. right? And you're like, "Oh, I got this." Don't you know? I don't yeah. need to be staying connected to the world um, with with all of that. And but. I don't know what our whole nature is about, you know, change and suffering. Like that one time when we talked about, you know, that famous person. You know, they did one great thing every three years, and that's like an mm. ultimately unbelievable life. Right. Yet I get started one thing in the positive, and I'm already looking on day two as, as a way to make it harder on myself. It's like, right. what are we doing? Right. Right. It works in both directions, right? Yeah. It works in the direction of, well, now I, I had success this one day, so I've got to obviously make it more difficult tomorrow. Um, or it works in the opposite, which is the, let me figure out how to start to negotiate with right. myself. Come down. Yeah, how come much down do I really need to do, yeah. you know? Uh, but I also think the most specifically, and, and we'll use the, this conversation on Saturday as the example. I mean, one of the episodes we did um, that has probably lasted with us the longest um, although I guess we'd have to go back and listen to all of them to, to know which ones maybe, uh, but at least something we refer to on the regular basis Catchy. Is, is this bus stop and bubble. And the fact that we have started to apply that in our lives on a fairly regular basis, the, the number of times that you know, I have conversations with people that in the past I would have just, it, it didn't, there didn't need to be a conversation, so therefore I wouldn't create one. Um, but in that particular case, um, it was, you know, 
she just had made a quick comment about us doing some stretching and some push-ups or whatever there in, in the pavilion. And then, you know, next thing you know, we're talking to her for an hour. And in the past, uh, or I, I know I would have in the past been like, okay, let's wrap this up and been mm -hmm. pulling you to let's go. I don't really want to hang out here. And you would have been like, all right, let's go. Um, but we just sat there and had a great conversation. And that's I think, comes from us deciding to no longer just live in our own bubble. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a little SGR in there, right? Right. Stimuli, gap, and, and <laughs> right. response. And then ATM, which is yeah, attention. attention, time, and money. <laughs> and money. Um, so there's, a couple, there's a couple things going on in there for sure. Um, I don't think there's ever a bad time to invest in people. I don't, I don't think you can leave a conversation. You're open to the same person you went into it. Um, you just learn things that either confirm and confirm and convict you uh, further into what you believe or in either direction or, or sometimes somebody says something that um, just gives you a bigger view of something and it, that, that's like side of taps into what we were talking about this morning I was talking to somebody and we we're talking about the more you get in details about things the more your thinking shrinks you know, that's why somebody right. from the outside could say, why don't you just do this? Right, or why exactly. don't you just do that? Yep. When you get to talk to somebody else, especially somebody you don't know, you have the opportunity to have a conversation about yourself and others from the outside. Right. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to think small and get into those little pieces with those people. Um, and, and so there's a lot that could come out of it that you could never come out with talking to somebody with, you know, that that knows you so well that, that together you're wound up in that tight little um, sulking phase where you're both, you know, trying to feed, you know, the 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 it's okay to feel down stuff or right. whatever the case is. Right. And I think that, too, the more you practice what you preach, it, it allows for there to become, there's more confidence, more strength in conviction sometimes, but also in the willingness to, to apply things uh, to more and more. And um, tapping into what you just said right there, I think there we have all, all have people in our lives that um, we need to be there for. Um, they may not necessarily be giving us what we want, at least not on the surface, but they but they are they're giving us something nonetheless. Um, and some of that could be just they're there to challenge us in a way that is there to give us patience or uh, test our resolve or whatever those reasons that they're that they're there for. But it's easy to sort of want to start to avoid them or, or mm -hmm. you know, not engage with them because you may not feel great all the time, but it, maybe it's not about you in those experiences, right? right? I think it, talking to Betsy on Saturday, what was interesting was she told us that she's a caregiver for her mom and that her dad passed away a year or so ago and, um, and how, you know, we could have taken that in a variety of different ways. I mean, she was on a walk in many ways, maybe to, to, to get a break, maybe mm -hmm. to live in her own bubble, to get away from the noise that is the world. But maybe she was there because she wants to engage with somebody other than her mother or any other caregivers in, in their yeah. life. And she needed that little bit of, hey, I want to I, I engage yeah. with other people because she doesn't have those experiences. We don't really know that. Mm -hmm. um, but either way, it, it made us uh, feel great uh, that, that we had that experience. So, and uh, just so you're aware, we just got a text message from Dan about uh, uh, making sure we stay accountable. Um, oh, that's cool. So he's texting us about when we're going to go to the gym today. So great. Um, that's that's it. So anything else you have to add to that? No, I think um, that about wraps it up. Uh, she was it was a great conversation. Uh, she gave us you know little insights about her dad, you mm -hmm. know, which was fun. Uh, that 
that he used to um, in his sales career. Mm -hmm. um, knowledgeable about people, and you know, the other thing I was thinking is is you know how those experiences. You know, I was talking about your world getting small, and how you know you work your way backwards, and you see things from a different way when you think bigger. You know, when you meet people like that, once again, you'll start to get so big that the world will get small again because somebody you talk to, if you're in this practice regularly, right. is going to know Betsy. Right. Exactly. And then it, and then it gets and then it's yeah. and then it like comes, it's right comes back together. To, yeah, it, yeah. it start it starts to come together. Yeah. And you know, how quickly do you get grandfathered into a relationship through a common person that you could say she's so sweet because just like we're talking about practicing what you preach, it's who you are. And I know that the people that met Betsy would probably enjoy having a conversation. Right. And if we were to meet somebody who met Betsy, because Betsy is who she is right. and practices what she preaches, that creates its own connection because she's true to who she is. Right. That all you would have to say is, you know, I spoke, oh, Betsy, yeah, yeah, we sat on the boardwalk. And, and you probably would be instant, close to instant conversation friends sure. <laughs> right. just from her right. practicing what she preaches. And, and this doesn't really tie into because if she was incongruent it would be like betsy right yeah yeah, yeah right. <laughs> we talking about the same betsy, betsy? No, no. but i think it's timely about this this practicing what you preach is because a lot of the things that are going on you know these days is that people are living in their own bubbles even though the technology gives you the ability to connect to everything it actually forces you to live very close to yourself and not to be connected um, more in a human way. Um, not that, you know, video chatting isn't human and I'm not trying to dismiss that because it's becoming more human these days than, than it, um, we would have formally said. But the, the point is that there's not that many people that are just openly having dialogues all the time. And I think it is important for there to be communication. I think that's the one of the pur purposes of what we do all this is hopefully not so much that we want you to, to you being whoever is listening to ultimately do what we do, but do what you do, but just do it in a way that is you. And, mm -hmm. and to have those internal dialogues, to have those communications with the people that are closest to you that are meaningful. So that way you can improve those relationships and improve your experience as a human. Really, yeah, the conversation with Betsy, the conversation with Dan both led to change. Exactly. You know, so here's my little um, uh, practice what you preach formula. So it's accountability, consistency, persistency, and discipline. Okay. Sounds good. We'll leave with that. Hit play. Talk soon. Keep the conversation going. Hit play. One word, one name, <laughs> Betsy. It's all about Betsy today. We uh, decided to take a, a, a walk this morning. It's just a, a chilly morning here in New Jersey in February in the uh, mid to high 30s. But we decided to, it's super sunny, decided to take a a nice long walk on the boardwalk and um, we barely got uh, you know a quarter of a mile stopped and did a little stretching and ran into Betsy yeah so Betsy is a local grew up in Margate has a lot of family history in the area third and, generation right? yeah third generation so we were together about an hour um, 
she was very engaging to learn about some of the things in our life and we were listening to some of the things in her life and gleaning um, information and commonalities and gaining new insights and so we thought we'd just unpack it together and unpack it with you and and hope that uh, you find a Betsy somewhere every now and again. And what was great about it was it was it's connected to me um, to a previous episode about bus stopping uh, or bubbling and we you know I think have individually been doing a better job at bus stopping as much as possible, um, which for those of you who don't know what that means is trying to engage people in a way that maybe you haven't in the past, and uh, John's not, he's not, uh, seatbelt's not on, there we go. So, um, so you know, this is all about engaging with people you don't know, um, new ways, I've found myself doing it fairly regularly now, um, in the, even the most benign situations. Um, you know, I'll, I'll engage with people in a way that in the past I wouldn't. But this was probably the first time we've done that together. Right, yeah. You know? That was very interesting. So to um, just start to highlight to get you guys engaged a little more, um, you guys are related? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It turns out, of course, we're living here in, in this smaller general community once you realize that you, you both come from multiple generations that live in the, have lived in the area. Um, you start to connect some some dots on family trees. Um, yeah, we're not technically related, um, but she's a cousin of a of a cousin of a cousin kind of thing. Um, so, but the time allowed the right. conversation to go to places that, I mean, how many people have you talked to your people about about your grandfather, whoever it was, where right. the connection is? How many times has his name come up with a stranger in the last however many years? Yeah, or if it's, ever? it's very, very rare, if ever, right, to your point. But, you know, the, I brought up my, my uh, uncle who owned the liquor store, and she immediately knew him and then knew yeah. his sister, and, you know, she was cousins with them or whatever. Again, don't we didn't sit there and draw it all out, but, yeah, cousins of cousins kind of thing. So, so the time for the conversation, the willingness of people to have a conversation and then who knows what even brought you to even, well, I guess it was the history in Margate and that started to unveil different things. So one door sort of opened the next to apply an experience that you had or a memory that you had to the area that she was talking about, which ended up connecting two completely separate people with similar memories and stories that they hold inside them and you get to share together, which brings you together in a way um, that wouldn't have happened without that without that, those conversations and those memories. And, and, and unfortunately, it's just a further example. I think these become less common situations we run into because we all are being, being more interconnected globally via the devices and less connected locally because, you know, even when we left Betsy and started walking down the boardwalk, how many people were with their headphones on or whatever they were doing? And there was no way to engage them because there was, they were basically saying, don't engage with me. I'm completely in my little world. You don't, you're just a person walking by me. I'm don't, on repeat. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I, if, I, if it was a, um, uh, uh, an app, it would either be repeat or loop. <laughs> right. And, and <laughs> loop your thoughts. And we all need those times. Yep. You know, we all need those moments that you don't necessarily always want to go on a walk and engage with people all the time. But I think that we can all admit that we've gotten, I mean, I've, told this to you before the number of times I talk to people on planes is closer to zero 
Whereas, you know, the fir- when I first started to fly on a regular basis, you know, I ended up talking to somebody 50% of the time on the mm-hmm. flight because, you know, you didn't put your headphones in and didn't have all these devices to hide your television or all these different things to distract you. So you could be in your little zone and I don't have to, exa- you know, pretend that you're sitting next to me and engage with you. So, And we'd have to give Betsy credit because I don't even know if that's a bench she usually stops at. Right. And she actually, you know, was the one that, that created the bus stop environment. Yeah, cause she was the one. We were doing push-ups or something and... It's like, oh, that's impressive. I couldn't do that. And then, you know, we just kind of start talking from there. But I like also where it got to at the end is that, you know, you're you talking to her and giving her advice on some of the things she's dealing with uh, health wise to help her, you know, get back on the bike. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So we had all, all sorts of aspects. We were able to share each other's world and experiences. And then, you know, for Justin's side, you know, she has a father who was a very successful salesman yep and um she was able to connect with justin and not just on the sales aspect but i also saw her interested in your perspective on you know commonality and generations not in maybe the way they live but in their consistency in the way they live when you were mentioning that to her because i you know heard her say that that was you know an interesting perspective right yeah it's and that's what's great about it is that, you know, when you get into those types of dialogues with people, as long as they're open to it, it never once, I don't, we don't know what her perspective is on things or what her personal position on different things are, but it never really got to that. We just really just had open dialogue with somebody that we didn't know her name till almost towards the end of the conversation, but we were just willing to, we were all in the same space because we all made a choice to be in that specific spot. But that specific spot in, included things like, hey, we all, you know, the, the, the view, the water, the, right. the ocean, the, the weather, the climate, you know. Environments that make us feel how we want to feel and think how we want to think. We're, we were very similar people because Correct. in nature that was already our desire of understanding the value of those things. So we already had a commonality. So if you strip away all the details, yep. one part of the conversation was is, talking about just how the bottom of it all there's still human beings inside of each person you know that need you know acknowledgement and support and love and you know that was something we all agreed on but you could tell just by the way we were talking with each other that um, we were trying to give that and support that in each other and receive it from each other which which is why all that happened in the first place right and, and I think that that's why at the end of the conversation when she was talking about trying to figure out how to get back on a bike but because of some of her her issues of, of how she has to sit on the bike and how that puts pressure on the top top of her spine that was obviously right in your wheelhouse to, mm-hmm. to talk to her about what she should be doing what what other things she should be looking at to potentially get her back on the bike so she could ride oh yeah what know. a gift that would be that's awesome yeah so um that that was a, a just a fun experience to to get to know betsy and you know, obviously there's always that, I always leave those conversations like, I, you know, now I want to know what happens to Betsy, but then I, I eventually get to a place where I'm like, I almost hope I never see her again. Right. <laughs> because I, I just want to start to believe that there was some level of impact in that conversation that we're taking away from it, but also she Well, we all well. love, we all love the movies after, you know, sure. that we run. So, you know, mine is that, you know, she goes and makes those adjustments to her bikes and next time she's pedaling past us right exactly and she 
you know, waves instead of stops and talks, which would be perfect. That would be amazing. So uh, I don't know what we're, the question is, or the experience, how do you even sum all that up? Well, I, I mean, for me, it's that every interaction and every moment can be as valuable as you want to make it. You know, that could have been a short talk. It could have been a long talk. We could have talked about something else after she was gone, or we could spend some time and try to to figure out what the talk was all about and and what we can do to, you know, experience that. And even if it's something simple, you know, like the bow ties and a, and a joke. Yeah, so that was definitely the takeaway I have to... Um do a, a talk next week and um, and that and after she said her father or father or grandfather father father, yeah. father who was a salesman till till his 90s yep um, was somebody who you know was the guy who always was was out there trying to um, they owned a paint company and was out there with his bow tie on he was the guy with the bow tie and a joke everybody knew him and uh, and John looked at me. and Goes, I think you got your title for your for your talk next week. Um, so uh, if for no other reason, I'm probably going to do it. Uh, I'll probably figure out how to connect the dots to that story. But um, but that'll be that'll be the the title of this, the talk that I do next week. The other part to it that I found was interesting was how I, you know, when we went to the boardwalk this morning, I didn't know what we were going to talk about. You know, I even was brushing my teeth this morning thinking to myself, you know, what's the topic today? What are we going to do? And then when we were walking back towards the car, uh, I just realized, oh, wait, it wasn't really about the talk. It was more about the listening and the experience of meeting Betsy was going to be the day. Not, oh, you know, anxious about what are we going to talk about and what do we have to talk about and do we have anything to talk about today? We always have something to talk about. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's always those little pieces, right? And we've even talked about that. You know, so many times you throw out words like, you know, just show up and consistency and all these different things. And these words are just words until you have a story and an experience to actually let you and know and remind you how powerful those words are. Like uh, Betsy's father's ability to be consistent, she said he, he would have her bring people over to him on the porch mm-hmm. when he couldn't get to them any longer just so he can help them with the kind of paint they were using to remodel their kitchen and um, so for us you know it was Justin shows up do you want to take a walk yeah how about the boardwalk it's just you know we, you have a little extra time this morning so we have the time to include the drive and you just get rewarded and whether what that reward will look like will change each time and it'll may never be like you expect but the unknown always has better things for you uh, than you expect. And, and, and when you look at them as good things, um, you'll be able to see the good things. And for us, that was Betsy. You know, it wasn't about interrupting a workout or how many miles we wanted to put in. We completely put our brain in neutral mm-hmm. and uh, never rushed anything. And um, it ended, you know, the majority of our, our, our exercise program was um, exercise our, exercising our listening. And obviously we're talking about that a lot more than we would have just talked about a mile walk or a two-mile walk or a three-mile walk. So to me, that means we got something better out of it. I, I, it really is um, that sort of putting our words into action. I mean, we really started all this, right, to be able to many ways document our thoughts and you know different ideas on different topics 
for our kids, but, um, but at some point that stuff has to be stuff that actionable items or things that, and I think what, why we're both so excited about the experience with Betsy was it was just that experience. It was just living the words. Something you'd want your kids to have, right? Like, right. would you want your kids to enjoy people and right. things like that? It was, I'd be willing, the willingness yeah. to engage in a way that I think that, again, so much of the time it's easy in this day and age to just hide in your little bubble, you know, the your phone bubble, your, your you know, headphone bubble, whatever bubble you're in, and not engage with with strangers. And, and, and it was all set up because the commonality of all, the two of us and Betsy deciding to go on the boardwalk it went on a beautiful morning, cold morning, but beautiful morning, layered up, ready to have that experience. And just the fact that, you know, there wasn't that many people out there and we all had a common thought to enjoy this day in that way. And that alone set up, set the stage for us to have the conversation. And I think it'd be interesting to know if, you know, if there's some kind of sense of who's available and who's not, but to not completely rely on your senses because somebody who may seem unavailable may need more than anybody else right. um, your time and attention. So That um, should be something that we try next time. So we'll try to find one of those people who are bubbling and what is the, what is the way that we can engage them without freaking them out you know, and get them out of their bubble uh, to, to just be able to create a conversation. Um, it might be harder than we think, but it would be a great exercise to see what that would look like. Yeah. All right. Have fun. Hit play.